Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. Uh, that is SML Inside the Pages. Certainly we thank God for each of you that are joining in uh, this evening. Thank God for his goodness and his grace. SML Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is November 4th. 2021, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. I want to direct your attention to Acts, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the first verse. And we'll, we're going to start reading right after this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and your kindness on this day, Lord God, and how you have blessed us to make it thus far. Father, we pray and ask that you bless your word this evening, Lord God, and bless those that are listening uh, at this moment, those that are present, those that will be listening later. Lord God, ask that your word go forth, Lord God, and that you would have your way, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your kindness and your mercy. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We just pray and ask that you would remember those that are listening, that bedridden, those that are would be in service but can't be. Lord God, for various reasons, you know and understand those that are faithful. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you will stir up the mind of those that are not before it is too late. Lord God, we pray and ask for your help, Lord. Lord Jesus, in reaching out to souls. Lord Jesus, that souls can hear your word and ask, what must I do to be saved? Lord Jesus, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Remember the bereaved families. Lord Jesus, those that have lost loved ones recently, Lord God, and Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, comfort them, Lord God, as only you can do. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your grace, Lord. Help us all to be ready and prepared, Lord God, for when you call our name. Lord, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, thank you for, for joining Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. As we look in the Word of God, and that's what we're all about. We're all about getting into the Word of God. And so the Bible says, men and brethren, beginning at the first verse of the 22nd chapter, men and brethren and fathers, hear ye my defense, which I make known unto you. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silent. And he said, I am barely a man, which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of Sisma, yet brought up in the city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God as he, as ye are this day. And I, I persecuted this way unto death, binding and delivering unto prison, both men and women, 
also, as also the high priest doing bear me witness and all the estate of the elders from whom also I received letters unto the brethren and went to Damascus to bring them, uh, which were bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. And so as we read, and we'll read some more, but just want to take a thought from the, the reading of scriptures. What, are you crazy? You know, sometimes you hear, we hear what people are saying, and it's unbelievable. Have they lost their mind? What's going on with them? Are you crazy? Are you insane? Have you lost it? You know, crazy is defined as being mentally deranged, especially when someone acts it out, sounded out, you know, even just, they just look plain old crazy. Now, we know we can't judge a book by its cover because some folks just look crazy. And it may be a costume. It may be that they got up that morning was just having a bad hair day. But when they start to talk, start to say things you start to uh, rationalize and either it makes sense or it is nonsense it either makes sense or it is nonsense uh, in this case what paul was saying was true but it didn't make sense to those that was listening and there is a reason for that but we're not going to talk about the reason tonight sometimes people can act very dramatic you know, they could be a dramatic queen, a dramatic king. Maybe, you know, both of them, uh, you know, one of each or maybe multiple uh, people that are very dramatic. It doesn't mean they're crazy, uh, at least not 100 percent all the time. But, you know, we can all act a little uh, crazy sometime. Uh, Paul, Peter, excuse me, um, David, in order to save himself from being killed, acted crazy. Uh, the Bible said that um, the, the king, they had found David and they brought him before the king, not Saul, but um, but I'm trying to think of the other king that they had brought him before who would have taken his life. Uh, but David began to act crazy. He began to let spit, play and spit and let it roll all down. He was uh, as if he was foaming at the mouth. And the, the king that was looking at him didn't believe it. They're like, no, they, David has more sense than that. He don't act that way. He don't present himself that, you know, uh, and he got over on them. He acted crazy. I was talking with, uh, not talking to, but listening to a, 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 someone that I knew many years ago, and they were talking about being incarcerated. And it wasn't a long incarceration, but it was long enough. And they said how they, when they were incarcerated, they acted crazy, uh, walking around, talking to themselves, rubbing all on the wall and just doing stuff that when, uh, a sane person would not do just to keep people from bothering him. So he acted crazy. You know, there are things that people will do sometimes to act, to make you think they're crazy. A woman came to church um, some time ago and we were talking about David, uh, just this, in which I just mentioned. And this woman said, sometimes you do things to survive. And she, you know, 
Uh, she was talking about how and what she's had to do to survive. And one of those things were act is to act crazy. So everyone that's walking around acting crazy is not really uh, crazy on what you think they, the level that you might think they are. It is a survival technique. In this instance, Paul was not crazy. However, with what he was saying, they had grabbed him. You know, remember Paul and, and those that accompany him had been through some dramatic experiences. They were taken custody. Paul was beaten. Uh, not just Paul, there was others that was persecuted and, and suffered at the hands of, uh, of the, the people also. Uh, but Paul was beaten and, and then rescued by the soldiers and now uh, taken to the magistrate uh, because of the uproar, because they had to give an account of why it was such a big uproar going on. The Bible says Paul asked for permission to speak. And once he was granted license to, script, uh, to, to speak, he began to testify. And he began by saying, by addressing them, men and brethren, hear my defense, which I now uh, unto you, I'm making now to you. And when they heard that he spoke in a Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silent. And he said, and so they heard him speaking in their, their own language. They did not expect that. Uh, but once they heard it, then they became even more quiet to hear what was being said. I am verily a man. I'm truly a man, which am a Jew. So I'm not that Greek person that, that they thought had led uh, 30,000 people out into the wilderness. And some of them lost their lives in the process. He was not that Greek person that they from Egypt that they thought, but he identified himself. I'm a Jew born in Tarsus and in Sicily. Uh, yet brought up in the city at the feet of the mill and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the father and was zealous toward God as ye are this day. You know, one of the things that uh, Paul noticed and, and recognizes that he was like them. He thought that those that was preaching in Jesus name was carrying out a heretic doctrine and doing things that they should not have been doing and speaking the false things that they should not have been teaching, you know, and so they went into an uproar. Paul did the same thing, but he wanted them to understand first and foremost that, that he was just like them. He was a man like them. Where he was from, you know, just like us, we're born, I, I'm, I was from L.A., you may be from uh, Inglewood, you may be from Reno Valley or, you know, or Atlanta or uh, Ohio, but wherever you're from, just want to put that out there so that you can associate with, uh, the, with the one that is speaking. It's important that the ministers do that, you know, identify yourself as who you are, because none of us are uh, fictitious characters, we're not superheroes. We're men and women saved by the grace of God, just like those that we're talking to. I'm certainly uh, not a superman and you're not a superwoman. You know, we're just like them. And some of the things that, that people did and are doing, we may have done the same thing. And so he let them know who he was educated by. And like you and I, Paul is presenting his bio in an effort to get the point across. The first of the, the only concern that, that the minister and should have is getting the point across to the listeners. 
you know, it's not a big eye. It's not a, a um, I'm preaching for fame or anything or teaching it. No, I'm trying to get a point across that's going to help you in your walk with Christ. And he said, I persecuted this way unto death. I did the same thing you guys are doing, grabbing folks. And I did carried it out unto death, binding and delivering unto prisons, both men and women. It, I didn't care who you were. Uh, it didn't matter if you was if you was male or female. It didn't matter if you was young or old. I was taking you into custody because you're walking around talking about Jesus Christ. And also the high priest doeth here and bear witness. There are other, some witnesses that here present that knew what I did and how I carried on, how I acted. And some of them can vouch for me. And so uh, he received letters from them and went to Damascus to bring them which were bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. So he had a specific goal in mind, and that was to punish them. And here it is, uh, this man, you, this, this is why you got to be careful what you do, uh, because you never know when that is going to come back and bite you. And here it is, he's dealing with some of the issues, some of the same things. But God knew that him dealing with that he could handle it. And just like he know whatever you deal with, you can handle it. He had permission to arrest whomever. And so Paul was not boasting. He was just making, he was not bragging about the, about the wrong he had done. He realized the wrong he had did. And he just wanted to make it plain. He just wanted to make it clear that I've been in your shoes and I know what you're doing. And I'm trying to explain to you that I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not going, I'm not losing it here. And so he says, it came to pass that as I made my journey, and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon. Suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, and I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? Why are you doing this? You know, why? Sometimes we're asked the question why we're doing something, and we really don't have an answer. Paul, Saul did not have a complete answer. He couldn't answer the Lord. And he, but he did ask a question, who art thou, Lord? He had enough sense to ask and to recognize that this was much bigger than he was. And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecuted. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake unto me. So there was witnesses that experienced what I was experiencing, they didn't hear the message or the question that, that I was being asked, but they saw, and they heard what was going on. It was frightening. It was an experience that they cannot shake. They may be trying to explain it to someone too, and, and they may be uh, told that you're crazy, man. What were you talking about? And he said, I, I, so what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to Damascus, and there shall be told thee of all the things which are appointed for thee to do. And so he said, When I could not see for the glory of the light, being led of the hand of them that were with me, I came to Damascus. He went, he followed in obedience unto what God was saying. And he went down to Damascus. They had to lead him. He wasn't going to make it on his own because he had been blinded. Uh, by the light. Uh, I don't believe it was sunlight. As he mentioned, it was brighter than the noonday sun. 
but the light of immor immortality can be blinding. And so uh, it, he was blinded and could not see for good reason. You know, God allowed things to come into our lives to get our attention. And this was a moment that, and this was what God was using to get Paul's attention. And he sent him down to uh, Damascus. And the scripture says that, and one Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there. And so uh, Ananias was the one that God sent him to. Matter of fact, he told him to go down the straight street, you know, and uh, see him. You know, that's where we should be at. We should be on straight street. And, and no matter when someone's looking for you, they ought to find you on straight street, you know, not in the crooked way, not in the broad way, but they ought to find you on straight street, you know, um, the straight and narrow uh, today, tomorrow, and as long as the Lord God should give you. Uh, you should remain on straight street, you know, and so uh, that's what Ananias was. And when he met him, he re, he, he tried, he, first he questioned, he, he wanted to resist because he, he knew that Paul was one that was persecuting others, arresting them and bringing them captive. And, but the Lord told Ananias, this is my will. And this man is going to suffer many great things for me. Can God say that for, about you, that you will go through it for him? that you will suffer embarrassment, that you will deal with the hurt and the pain that you might encounter in taking a stand for him. You know, um, let me let me just let me just go on here. Uh, when you got that act, that itch and you want to scratch it, will you take a stand and say, no, not this time? Will you take a stand? And I, I don't mean saying no, not this time, because she's not the one. Or are you saying, no, not this time because because he's not the one, you know. Um, but when you take a stand, when that one that you think is the one come around and you know they're not in the will of God, will you take a stand? Or will you cave? Can God say that about you? Can God say that when things are going south that you will stand? You'll stand through the thick and the thin? You'll stand when you have... Uh, preachers when you've preached the word and, and they don't want to hear it and, and maybe even they, they might even abandon not even come to church for a moment because they don't like what you said you still have to stand Paul stood when they didn't want to hear it he stood when they wanted to hear it but you know when it is when the things get rough when things get tough that we we find out what we really what's really in us I would rather have tears in my eyes and stand than to uh, be able to, to not stand. And sometimes you will have to stand when you, you, know, you feel emotionally taxed. You'll have to stand when you're stressed. You have to stand when you don't know what, how, or why. You still have to stand for the Lord. You don't let down you don't lower the bar because of that, and you certainly don't lower it because the because the the bearings fell out your skateboard. And so um, he came to him, Ananias, and stood and said unto me, "This is Paul, brother Saul, receive ye your sight." So it was the deliverance was through the man of God, your deliverance, 
is through the man or the woman of God, whomever God is going to use, whomever God sent you to. Uh, that's where your deliverance is going to be at. Some are in bondage because they don't like. Uh, look, people get too close sometimes. People get too comfortable. And uh, that's an issue that, that we have in leadership is people get too close and then when they get upset, they don't know that their deliverance is yet in the hand of the one that they got upset with. In that same hour, his sight returned to him. And he said, the, the God of our fathers have chosen thee. This is Ananias talking to uh, uh, Saul. And that thou shouldest know his will and see that the just one, that, that just one, and should hear the voice of his mouth. So Ananias is witnessing, he's ministering to Paul, uh, that God is wants you to know his will and that you need to hear his voice. And that you're going to be a witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. You're going to testify of what has been going on in your life. And that's what we are. We're testifying what goes on in our life to, to connect the dots, to help others. And, and so uh, he told him, you're going, to be, you're going to be a witness unto others. And now thou tarriest, why thou tarriest? You're waiting, arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of Jesus. So Ananias baptized Paul uh, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. They called on the name of Jesus. Uh, and so that's how baptism is done. It's done in the name of Jesus, not, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. You know, uh, people tack, that, tack them together, not because they don't understand that God can do anything. God can manifest himself uh, in, the, in the body. The Bible said the word became flesh and dwelt among us as the only begotten son of the father. And that word, and that body dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so just like the Jews and the, the, the Jewish nation, the children of Judah, the children of Jerusalem, the children of uh, uh, Israel, we have and hold on to a monotheistic uh, worship of God. And every place you find, they're only worshiping God. Even when they bowed down and worshiped Jesus, they were worshiping God who was manifested uh, in that body. As the scripture says, uh, God was manifest in the flesh. Seeing that angels preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. And it wasn't the only time that he was manifested uh, as you read through the Old Testament, but we're not going to stay there this evening. Uh, and so uh, Paul goes on to say, and he saw him saying unto me, uh, make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. They did not believe what Paul was saying. They didn't want to hear that. They, they, it, this was an insane moment. This man is telling us that, that he has persecuted, that he has brought people uh, into captivity, into bondage, to, to, to bring them to stand trial for preaching Jesus. And here it is that the same thing is happening to him, all because he has been testifying and talking about Jesus Christ. The scripture goes on to say, and I said, Lord, 
they know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I was standing there and consenting unto his death and kept the remnant of those that slew him. Uh, he was there. He knew and, and, and consented to the killing of others uh, because uh, he believed what he was doing was right. You know, the, Paul did many things and, and he said he did it out of ignorance. You know, what excuse do you have? What excuse do any of us have? It's Paul that wrote on to say, uh, shall we continue in sin that the grace of God should abound? Shall we continue sinning and doing things that we know is outside the will of God? You know, we, we know the word of God. Paul took and connected the dots of what he had been taught uh, under the, the biblical teaching as a Pharisee. And he began to put those things together. He began to understand what was happening. And so even though he consented unto the death of others and God was going to use him and he said, depart, I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. And they gave him audience unto this word. And they lifted up their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth. He's not fit that he should live. He's not fit that he should live. This man is crazy. Listen, listen, look at all of what he's done and now what he's saying. He's crazy. But you know, just like I know, that the man was not crazy at all. This man had a testimony. What testimony do you have that you can share? You know, every testimony you can't share with, with folks. And, and, I, and so you have to use discretion because everyone can't handle everything. And so you have to be careful what you do say, what you present to others, you know, and they might think you look crazy, but I, I think there's someone out there that uh, know exactly what you're talking about, know what kind of fool that you may have been. You know, all of us have been a fool for someone or something, you know, they know what, where you're coming from. Uh, they know what you have done and what you were willing to do at that time. You know, even I've met some women, some guys say, I would never do that and uh, find them later. And they, they didn't, they didn't just do that. They did other stuff too. So, you know, there's a saying that say, never say what you know, never say never. Now, there's some things for sure that you may never do. But I, I found that some that said never wind up doing the very thing that they said they would never do. And they were ashamed, you know, uh, the great thing about it is that the goodness of God leads us all to repentance and God has been merciful. He's been gracious to each one of us. And so we should, we, that's why we have so much to thank God for because of his goodness and grace, just like Paul, Paul had a reason to give God glory and to give him praise uh, as he journeyed on to, in his evangelistic journey and establishing and completing his assignment just like you and I, I'm completing my assignment. I'm pouring myself out for the Lord that one day I may hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you know, and I'm, I'm going to act crazy for him, just like I was crazy uh, in the streets. I was crazy in the world. And that's another uh, something else to share with those that might be able to handle it 
at the appropriate time, but I'm certainly grateful today with, with joy and even tears of joy that he saved me, that he delivered me. And I look back at what he saved me from and the things that I could have been in prison for or, or in the grave for and what God delivered and, you know, and, and, and just so appreciative, so appreciative because everyone did not escape. Everyone did not get off the, the drugs. Everyone did not get out of whatever uh, commitment they were in. I'm talking about street commitments, you know, um, and so and so when God does save and humble you, bring you into a new life, turn your life around from from the rolling 20s into mature until you a true OG. Other youngsters can look at you and and respect you and you can talk to them. And let them know where, where God has brought you from and what he's done for you, he can do for them as well. And, you know, one of the most important things I want to leave you with this is that it's not a sprint, but it is a marathon. It's a day by day, a step by step. Not going to live saved and holy for 100 years in one day. You're going to live saved and sanctified one day at a time. And that's what makes the difference. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I uh, hope to see you in service. Matter of fact, uh, that brings to uh, uh, something, reminds of something on this Sunday. It's the first Sunday. We'll be fasting uh, on this Sunday. And on the second Sunday is communion. We'll be having communion and an anointing service. An anointing, anointing service is not that it's not a regular, uh, uh, there is a certain uh, process, procedure. And so uh, we will be uh, on that Sunday. And remember, we're in the book of Revelation on Sundays, uh, Sunday morning. If you didn't know, I want you to have a good understanding of how Revelation is a blessing, what God is going to do. And matter of fact, we're knocking at the door of those things as we see uh, uh, the word of God has unfolded and there are yet things unfolding right before your eyes. And so, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Look for you to be in the service if you've been blessed by this message, you know, just the words of encouragement. Uh Share that with someone else. Tell them to, to type in SML, and we're going to come up. We're going to come up on your, your search, uh, certainly iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, other podcast carriers, Google. Uh, remember, the songs featured are the respective property of the songsters and the artists. And until then, be blessed. And right now, me and my me and LG are going to go, and we're going to have some, some ice cream and, and talk and think about the goodness of God. And you ought to treat yourself as well. And think about the goodness of God. Be blessed.